22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. What's interesting is that when we do this podcast, we do an audio podcast, but we're on, um, we're on, I was going to say Skype, um, we're on Zoom. So I get to see what the other guys are doing. And all I'm doing is looking at the back of Mike's TV before the beginning of the show. I'm like, Mr. Bean, what the fuck's going on? Midsummer murders. <laughs> it's Midsummer <laughs> murders. Everybody oh. should be watching it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm going to age 20 or 30 more years. <laughs> Welcome to another, or in this case, um, an additional um, Ralph-tastic edition, because I'm doing it with no net, of Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 182. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who isn't afraid to speak another language, even if he butchers the fuck out of it. MFG Mike, the finance guy. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? <laughs> now, um, which one was that? Hamill or, or the other one? First one. Yeah. Oh, I, you didn't like the second one? I mean, you I like the remake? I love it, but I'm still waiting for you to tell me what it is. Child's, Child's play, play, of course. There we go. Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that quote and, uh, was Child's Play. Oh, good. All right. And And our other illustrious host who loves dealing with the puns is the man who even butchers the English language, RT Square off the tech. So the other day as I was facing off against six grandmasters in a very heated game of chess, a thought occurred to me. People who suffer from erectile dysfunction have one less thing to worry about when they're doing a presentation. (laughs) <laughs> there's one thing that i don't gotta true. worry about <laughs> that's, that's a positive thing right yeah, that is very well, true you should yeah, always you know, look for I the mean... silver linings <laughs> i was trying to find a connection with silver lining and erectile dysfunction no <laughs> we're not doing that all right ladies and gentlemen and everybody else listening today we're gonna go a little bit off the beaten path and we're gonna Stick with um, reviewing a Netflix series, but one that's a different language, Spanish, with the F. So we're going to talk about the Netflix series, The Neighbor, El Vicino. But first, picture this. Mike on the curb, sitting alone on a corner with his quick news bundled in his hand, waiting for somebody to ask him about it. Fuck it, I'll ask him. Mike, yo, give us your quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Kat. There's no way anyone believes I would just sit there waiting for someone to ask me. I'm just kicking indoors. Did you know this happened? (laughs) (laughs) He did that to me once and woke me up from a really great dream I was having. Were you dreaming that I was doing the quick news? Because that would have been really cool. Hands above or below your pants? A little bit of both. Were you doing a rule of GDI? (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is just that's my shirt. Cur- that's current. There we go. Well, you know, he, so what you got for us, Mike? He was going for a two-hander. Oh. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing about him that tells me he's a two-hander. Well, the other hand doesn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed your fingers. All right. Um, All well, right. you know, we have. I have never personally been bought out by Disney, but it might seem like it by the time we're done with this quick news. So here is our all Disney quick news. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's no longer a need to stretch across a brick wall because an MCU film you'd never thought you'd see could be hot as fire. You see what I did there? See that? No, no. You're talking about the Fantastic Four. All righty. At Disney's Investor Day 2020, a bombshell—that's a bombshell for fans. Trademark pending by MFG was dropped by beloved Marvel Studios president, President Kevin Feige. Fantastic Four are slated to receive an MCU feature film. For years, Marvel's first family movie rights were owned by Fox Studios, but with Disney's acquisition of the studio, Reed, Sue, Johnny, and Ben are free to join the MCU's stable of heroes. The film will be helmed by Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home director John Watts. No actor, filming, or release dates have been announced. I am excited for this. I mean, we've been talking about this for a little bit, and we knew it was coming, but we didn't know when it was going to happen. So to hear them mention that it'll be relatively soon made me very happy. It's one of my favorite teams of all time. Ralph? I just have one question. 
Joe? Do we have Chris Evans come back and reprise his role as a Human Torch? No, no. he was absolutely horrible as that character. <laughs> he wasn't horrible. The yes, writing he was. was horrible. He was not horrible. There, 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 there are a lot worse Human Torch. The writing than him. and he was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad it's in the right hands now. And the only thing I regret is that Stan Lee's not around to be able to do a cameo for this. I think that he would have really enjoyed it, especially with the love that Marvel Studios will give it. I, right. uh, Chris Evans, I just want to say that the views of Mike, the finance guy, do not reflect the views of Ralph the Tech. And also... Or the cap. You, you never know. But also, <laughs> they could always have like a, a picture of Stan Lee on a poster or something or like on a desk and, and have his cameo that way. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, too. But okay. I'm glad to hear that, Mike. What else we got? Alrighty. Well, for Star Wars Zealots, Disney's Investor Day 2020 was filled with more fanboy screams than a Wookiee bikini wax. <laughs> All right. Spinning off from The Mandalorian will come two live-action series within the same timeline, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. Those spinoffs and the flagship show will lead to an Arrowverse-like crossover event. Then there is the Rogue One spy thriller spinoff, simply titled Andor. Ewan McGregor has also been coaxed back into the franchise with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series with the extra special edition of Hayden Christensen returning as Darth Vader. I heard about that. Yeah, for fans that demand animation, a Star Wars The Clone Wars spinoff slash sequel called The Bad Batch. Um, Also a series starring R2-D2 and C-3PO known as A Droid Story. And for anime lovers, a series of Star Wars shorts in Star Wars Visions. And we are still not done. There will be a live (laughs) action series event called Lando, a mystery thriller in The Acolyte. And Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins will be directing a new Star Wars film titled Rogue Squadron. There have not been any definite release dates for any of these tales, but at least one or two are expected in 2021. If you listen quietly, you can hear JP and Jazz shout us both of them get the only Star Wars hard on right now. That's a lot of stuff to drop and yeah. it all sounds amazing. Star Wars hard on they they've already like jizzed in their pants and are brimming like just flowing everywhere. Let's wow, just put that it was let, graphic. Let's just put it this way. <laughs> Vader just got two shots to the face in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> um it's really weird. Like I mean I'm excited for Star Wars space, but I'm like as I was reading all that I'm like, that sounds cool. All in all, I could care less. I just, wow. I really am Star Wars out. I, it's just, it's just not no, my, my thing, you know. But, um, but I am happy. I mean, it sounds interesting. But at the same time, I was reading something too that was just saying that, unfortunately, it still seems like they're not advancing very much because a lot of the things that I mentioned, especially like C three on Pio and all that, all that stuff, most of it takes place within the timeline that the we original know. universe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, original, and so you're sitting yeah. there like, so you're not advancing your story almost at all. That's right. not good. <laughs> You know, but anyhow, all right. All right. But last but not least, the Disney Plus series Hawkeye has landed its lead and possibly an updated hero. Haley Steinfeld has been cast as Kate Bishop, a.k.a. the new incarnation of Hawkeye, who will be mentored by MCU's original bowman, Jeremy Renner. Additionally, Alakwa Cox has been tapped to portray Maya Lopez, a.k.a. Echo. Echo was first introduced as a daredevil adversary before becoming a hero. The character is deaf, but is able to mimic fighting styles on sight. Uh, in turn, Cox is also deaf, showing Disney's sensitivity to filling diversity roles with appropriate talent. Also to be noted is that in the comics, Echo was the first to take the code name Ronin, which was used by Renner in Avengers Endgame after he dropped his Hawkeye persona and took to bloody retaliation against criminals. The Disney Plus Hawkeye series is expected in fall of 2021. All right. Um, how, how are we feeling about this, guys? Well, I thought it was canceled. I had, to, I had to reread three things. I'm like, wasn't this canceled because of like the whole scandal that went out with Rant, Runner um, right. well, early in the year? I, I think he's, was it some inappropriate something he said or did? Mm, it was I forget yeah. what it was. Oh, uh, cancel culture. Yeah, uh. so that, that was going to happen. I mean, like it literally had been pulled into the indefinite column and then suddenly it was like, poof, it's here. I'm like, oh, okay. And he's in it. Yeah. That, that really they're, already filming, they're already filming in New York. Well, also, like, I also could have sworn the original they had said was going to be animated. I thought so, too. Yeah, and I'm I like, so no, this is live action. I'm like, okay, this is just everything it wasn't before, so. <laughs> and what's her name? K- uh, Katie? Katie? Who? Which one? Uh, uh, the one who's playing. Katie um, Bishop? 
Kate Bishop is Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. Haley, I love that actress. I love that actress. She's mm-hmm. she's really good. She's a great I, singer um, too. Yeah, she oh because she's from Pitch Perfect, I believe, right? She was in Pitch Perfect. She's a couple different uh, movies. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's she, in Pitch Perfect three. She's in um. She, oh man, I know I know a couple of movies there. She's also in the uh, Apple original series, um, where she plays Jane Austen. Oh, that's right. I forgot about oh, that. I did not know any of this. But I'm, I'm. It's funny because I know the Hawkman series is supposed to be really, really Hawkeye? good. Hawkeye, Hawkman, Hawkman. Because no one, no universe, ever, bro. No one has that's... ever said that about anything about Hawkman. Wow, even in the, <laughs> even in the Arrowverse. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to Hawkeye. So definitely, is that all your quickness, Mike? That is it. All right, Ralphie boy, you got any quickness? I would just like the record to reflect that. Uh, I would prefer a Birdman series to a Hawkman series. Just want to put okay. that Birdman. Well, yeah. an Avenger. Well, Harvey Birdman would be even better. Oh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. That was the funniest. We've talked about seen. that many a time. I'm gonna, I just wanted to say, just want to throw that out there. Um, I have a bit of quickness. It's not a lot, but it's something dealing with the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Surprise! I didn't realize that they were talking about that they recasted the woman, the girl who played Cassie Lang. Um. Scott Lang's daughter. I guess they're trying to what for the next movie, you mean? For the next for for the, for the Ant Man the Wasp movie, the oh. was it um Quantumania, I believe the name of it is. Yeah, Quantumania is the name of it. No, Quantumania. That's the name of it. Look it up. Sure, it's Quantumania. Quant. I'm looking at it right now on my phone. <laughs> it, it's Quantumania, and um the girl who, the girl who was playing it was Emma Furman. That was the one who did it in um, in the Avengers movie. But now they're changing it for a more um, reputable actress in um, Catherine Newton. Supposedly, she's supposed to be a little bit more, you know. I can't remember the show that she's in, but I know she's done other physical roles. And I think that they're talking about maybe having her as like taking on the mantle from her dad or experimenting with it. So they wanted somebody more physical. Okay. And supposedly she looks like Cassie from the comics. I didn't I didn't um, see Cassie in the comics for for Ant-Man. So I have to take a look. But a lot of people were up, up in arms about it. I was very surprised. I mean, I don't feel one way or the other, but it's not like that girl made the movies like, for me. But like for, yeah, that's what I'm saying. For me, I'm like, really, you're up in arms? Why? People are up in arms about everything, <laughs> <laughs> except when it comes to putting on their masks. Sorry. <laughs> no, they're up in arms about that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I meant the other way around. Well, you, you know what I mean. You know. What yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it made sense in my head. See, no net, it sucks. <laughs> so I guess we can move forward from the quick news and talk about what we're here to talk about, which is, and I'm glad you guys corrected me off the podcast, is the Netflix series, which I'm so glad we checked out, um, El Vecino, which is The Neighbor. And with the You're synopsis, welcome. I already saw it before you suggested it. I just want to okay. put that on the record. You two, how about stop? We're not, we're still on the podcast. Let's keep going. And with the synopsis is the always humble MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. There, is, it, is that a good intro for you? It's the best you're going to get. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> the Neighbor is a Spanish superhero situation comedy series streaming on the Netflix platform that MFG managed to suggest to review. Wow. <laughs> and that slurping sound is him sucking himself off. Go ahead, MFG. <laughs> uh, the series is based on the comic book series El Vecino by uh, Santiago Garcia and Pepo Perez, which consists of five volumes published from 2004 to 2019. The Netflix series was created by Miguel Esteban and Raul Navarro with overall direction by Nacho Vigalando. Uh, the uh, Neighbor premiered December 31st of 2019, so we're not that current. Uh, and was renewed for a second season on February of 2020. The series does not have a Rotten Tomatoes critics rating, but has an audience rating of 71%. Metacritic was like, ah, fuck you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, interesting. Yeah, Metacritic just really hates foreigners, I think. All (laughs) righty. Synopsis. The last time I reviewed Spain, a police detective and a comic book-loving man-child were in pursuit of a serial killer murdering people based on Silver Age Marvel Comics, a.k.a. Episode 173, Netflix's Unknown Origins. Yes, I shamelessly plugged our own podcast. Alrighty, this time things are cheerier, but the country does seem to have an overabundance of immature male residents. 
Uh, selfish man-child Javier and his equally selfish girlfriend are knocked unconscious in the woods as a costume alien bestows his powers upon the couple. After receiving a holographic projection of instructions, power-up pills, and a costume-swapping medallion, Javi becomes Titan, the not-so-much-interested-in-helping-people-hero-of-the-cosmos. Barely able to hold a job, raise a disabled dog, or spend five minutes without telling a lie, the self-centered hero tries to keep his secret identity from his on-again, off-again girlfriend who is trying to expose Titan's secrets to boost her sagging journalism job. Javi is aided in ethics by his neighbor, Jose, who was once a responsible student, but constant exposure to Javi's sloth and laissez-faire attitude to friends in life begin to chip away his morals. The series is not a reflection on the reality of a normal person being gifted superhuman powers. Rather, it is a scathing condemnation of the Gen Y that claims to want change to the world, but in reality wants someone else to do the work while they sit around complaining. All right, <laughs> starring Kim Gutierrez as Javier, Clara Lago as Lola, Adrian Pino as Jose Ramon, Catalina Cefalana as Julia, Sergio Momo as Robert, Paula Maria as Alicia, Denise Gomez as Camelo, Annabel Gomez as Adolfo, and Nacho Maracro as Marcello. All right, so let's get into it. The Neighbor, El Vicino, from Netflix. But before we do that, let's press that spoiler warning that we paid so much money for. And before we do that, we should have had it done in Spanish. I wish we did. Go ahead. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. That would have sounded so much better in Spanish. And that spoiler warning was brought to you by the not-Spanish Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Oye, tío, ¿qué tiene ahí? Oh, esto, esto no me estush. He went Mexican, my God. Okay. He always goes Mexican. Shout out hey, to my Mexican brothers and sisters that listen to the show. I'm sorry. He doesn't know. We try to tell him. Sorry. <laughs> you <laughs> try to tell him? Yeah. I just stopped. Well, I try to tell him in English, you know. <laughs> well, all right. And we all know his English isn't that good. It is hey, good. hey, it's better than Ralph's. Hey, I'm not winning my I, I have an English degree, I would have you know. <laughs> I, I had four yeah, jokes. Right now yeah. it's 37 degrees. That's about it. Wow. <laughs> How'd you know? Temperature. How'd you know? <laughs> all right, all right. So let's talk about it. The neighbor, El, El Vicino. Um, I guess the question I'm going to start with is, um, how did how did you feel about the way they set up our protagonist, Javi, a.k.a. well, later on to become Titan? Um he really comes off as somebody that's not likable. And I know that it's about <laughs> growth and, you know, that, all that stuff. And the reason why I mentioned this, because I know that in previous podcasts, I know some people <clears throat> um, has had taken issue with if a protagonist isn't likable. I wanted to know if this would be consistent. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I don't have a problem with protagonists not being likable if there's a, a good reason and also there's something that comes out of it. Um, I, I had a little bit of rough time dealing with him only because he's, he's not just unlikable. I mean, he's just, like I said, he's a complete flake, but also the fact that so many people around him were very much unlikable. So I'm like, okay, this is a cast of unlikable people, not meaning that they're bad actors or anything like that. It's just, they all have their faults and they're very visible, okay. um, which I think they tuned down a little bit. Like on Julia, like they didn't make it so bad and whatnot. Like she just kind of redeemed herself. Um, but Javi... I still find him grating only because, yes, he is supposed to be learning, but it seems like he's still not learning even 10 episodes later. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I do have a little problem with his character. Um, you know, so I, I'm assuming that their story is complete. At first, I thought it was just poking fun at the superhero take, but then I'm like, okay, so are they really against the superhero take? Because, you know, without our character really growing very much, is that the feeling I'm getting? So, I, I do have questions. I still have a. Okay. I have still, my, my opinion of the character is still not completely there, even though the first season is over. Okay. All right. Ralphie Boy. I, I didn't find Javi grading or like not, I just, I honestly thought he was just hilarious, like the, throughout the whole series. You know, like I, I enjoyed him the whole way, even though he's imperfect. 
and he has Very. he has a lot of flaws. A lot. He does have a good heart. And but that's the thing, though. Does he? He does. I don't think he did. I don't think he, I don't think he does. He does. He does. And that's I don't, the, I don't I think, think he that's, did. I think he evolved. He's he's slowly getting better heart. But like, if you think about it, think about it all the way. And again, this is no big spoiler, but think about it all the way to the end. Did he remember that it was his his only friend's day of his test? No. no. He still literally does not have a good heart. And that's the difference in an annoying character is like, you can be annoying and have a heart. And that's what I think that bothers me with this character is that you don't see him having heart. You see him faking. It's almost like, and I'm, I'm going to probably choose the, the wrong uh, psychological choice. So I wish we had some friends on there that, that could correct me. I don't remember if it's a, what is it? A, um, psychopath or a sociopath sociopath sociopath, sociopath. okay then yeah he's, he's like a sociopath and i'm like because he 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 mimics what he should be doing right. he's not doing it if you, you think about it <clears> okay. he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything for the most part we're not saying he's, he's not evil but then he's right. not he doesn't do these things because well, he doesn't like, for selfish reasons it right well that's like. what i'm saying he, well, but it's, yeah. not, it's selfish and it's usually something an outward selfish thing too, you know, like it's not just even just his own. It's, it's, oh, so-and-so will think better of me if I do this. So now let me do it. You know, like, like the fact that he didn't want to take the dog to a freaking vet, <laughs> you know, after causing an injury, you're like, dude, maybe at least even to the freaking dog, you didn't have a heart, <laughs> you know. Which, which makes um, him and Lola sort of like the perfect pair. Oh yeah, well, let, I mean, that's my next person once we, we move along. But like, so that I do have a problem with the, the main character that way is that I could enjoy, I would enjoy him more if he actually had a heart versus like I said, the pretense of having a heart. Because now I'm like, well, you really are, like if you were in real life, you would be, for me, a very unlikable person because right. you don't, you don't, he doesn't have empathy. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he, they were trying to show that he was having it, but you still saw a lot of um you still saw pulls towards him looking for where it was going to benefit him or he would be motivated to do something because it benefited him like when he talked about when he wanted to get lola back and um she asked about i'm sorry now oh, i'm sorry wrong one um when he's talking to the um the owner of the bar mm-hmm. and um he's like oh man you know oh i'm so sorry you know you you, you lied i thought you were lying about this dog which initially he was Right, and he goes. And now, oh, I didn't realize you have this cute dog. You got to bring him over. He was kind of like, oh, kind of okay with Wheelie, Wheelie Dog being, you know, with somebody else. He was sad, but then he was like, oh man, I got to get this dog back because now I can prove that I have, you know, that I was. Well, well, that's the thing. Well, I mean, think about it though. He wasn't. I mean, it's hard to say if he was even sad because he set up appointments to have the dog removed, and then mm-hmm. didn't even stay for the appointments. So already you cast away this dog. So you can't tell me, I'm not saying again, he hated it, but you're not telling me that it was love, love because you were willing to get rid of it and and also willing to get rid of it and not give a damn of who it went to. And you didn't care until, you know, your girl, your ex-girlfriend would really like the fact that you were taking care of this dog. Right. And it's like, dude, you, you have absolutely like no likability, (laughs) you know, his character, I feel like still needs to grow. But I saw what they were trying to do, you know, like he was seeing how, you know, he was sometimes selfish and sometimes an asshole. And, you know, um, wow, there goes me not cursing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I saw they were trying to do that. But yeah. I, that's why I threw that first question out, because he's the center of this whole thing. And he's not really likable. Like everybody talks about how he's a schlep, how he's a, how he's a flake, how he's, you know, all this stuff. And then at the end, he's kind of not too different. He's really but they not, tried. Yeah, you know, and I think that's, I mean, obviously it's not, I mean, this isn't a real character. It's up to the writers. I think the writers have been a little bit too heavy handed. I think they, they, it's their fault. I think they should have, so, there were times when he should have remembered, like, like even for instance, if, with him forgetting Jose's um, test, if he had just honestly said, I am so sorry I forgot, but I do wish you the best, that would have been growth. He actually would have admitted that he forgot, right? You know that that because now that's showing the empathy of I know I've done something that's hurting your feelings, you know, right? But it's like no, dude, it's like like every chance they give him, it's like every chance they give him to grow, he avoids it, he sidesteps it, you know, right? 
And that's that's a that's a little bit much. I'm hoping that season two, again, I don't want him to be a perfect person. I just want to see some light going on okay. in it. You know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Speaking of life, let's talk about his other half, or at least in the beginning, started out to be his other half, Lola, who, by the way, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say it. Um, I just loved her. I was like, oh, she's great. I just want um, the record to reflect that the cap set this and not Ralph the Tech. Hey, I, I've so said noted. things like this before. Well, duly noted. But let's <laughs> let's all looks aside. I mean, just you know, she she seems charming and kind of witty, and she felt like a Spanish Lois Lane, like how she's kind of like you know. She, she wasn't like fiery or like grout, but, but like she seemed very assertive. If Lois Lane was annoying and self-centered, then yes. Yes, I well, was let's, to well, say. Well let's, talk, well, let's talk about, let's talk about Lola. How well, do we I, feel about Lola in comparison to Javi and was it a good match? Well, let me help out. Ralph, I, I, I don't know how to say this in Spanish. How do you say bitch slap? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> bitch slap. Okay, there, because that's what she needed. Um, no, I mean, no, she, she was also, um, at first, I was like, okay, so they were. At first, I thought they were going to make her the very centered uh, person. That I mean, you can have flaws, but like you know, nothing too dramatic. But she's she's got her moral compass correct, and right. I mean, she's got it far better than Javi. Um, yes. But it was like, but I'm like, damn, this woman is. They they. It's really weird. Like they're made for each other, but at the same time, they don't deserve the happiness of even no the the pseudo happiness of even finding each other because. They're really horrible human beings. <laughs> they really, really are, you know. And that's also sad when that's our second lead, <laughs> you know. Ralph, what do you think? I have to agree wholeheartedly with what the MFG guy there said. Like, she, it's like a, a she doesn't hold the candle to Javi, but she's pretty damn close, you know. Yeah. Can you give me an example of something that said, okay, this is where I knew she was really self-centered. Like, this is what kind of spells it out for me. Um, Like, uh, when she's trying to ex- prove that Javi is, is Titan, at, when they're having, like, that, like that get-together, and he's in the, in the bathroom to try to get away to save... Uh, to, <laughs> that was just a funny scene. <laughs> so, like, she doesn't care who she, like, pushes past or, or bowls over... To, she has to prove that she's right. And, okay. You know, so she she just barges right in, and then even after, you know, he, he's able to get back into the bathroom in time, and luckily he has a little something there to show that he like he was in the bathroom. A little, a little something. From... <laughs> she still like hmm. questions. Is like no, 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 no. Like you know, like this is impossible. Like I'm right. You know, like this. It has to be him. But you know what? I, I don't, I, that didn't bother me because I feel like if, when you have instincts about something, it's just like anything else in life. If, if you feel like somebody's cheating on you and not saying this is right, but if you feel like it and it's been, you know, gnawing at you, sometimes you become a dog with a bone. Sometimes you're, you're somebody that, you know, stays on it until you either embarrass yourself or you prove yourself right. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't really have a problem with, with that because I mean, it gave, it gave tension. It gets right. into where nobody else was caring about if Javi was, you know, Titan or not. Well, see, my thing with that is, again, that wasn't the thing that did it for me. But I can see where that would be a bit much sometimes. Cause, I mean, because it's just nonstop. In that sense, her character is very two-dimensional in that part. Um, so that gets a little annoying. But what got me is that she's only, at, you know, cause she broke up with Javi. And, like, and, I, and I did enjoy the conversation between Lola and Julia. When Julia is like, so just fuck him. You don't have to love him. Yeah. And you know, even and then she's even questioning that, and I'm like, okay, now that's a real conversation. Like, am I that interested in that person who I just want to keep having sex? You know, like, and and, then, and really, and it's not, and it's not because the sex was that great. It's just, it's just someone to have sex with until I find somebody else. And then, right. that was an honest conversation. I had no problem with that. But she's, un, uh, but basically, she's only nice to Javi when she feels she can prove that he's Titan. Mm-hmm. And then the only reason of that is for her career. And then again, and that's what it is that I don't like about her is that it's, she's not generally, I mean, she doesn't hate Javi, but she's generally not nice to him until she thinks she can expose him. But I think there's, that, that has to do with the, 
I think all that has to do with the history between them, why she's not nice to him, you know? I mean, this is like... Oh, he's, well, he's a schmuck. I mean, I mean, there's... But the thing is, but and that's the thing, that's why I said when it started out, you felt like, okay, so she's an educated woman. Not, again, she doesn't have to be the CEO of, of Microsoft, but she's an right. educated woman that's kind of had enough of this guy. And I was all... Episode one, I'm like, yeah, ditch him. <laughs> like, he is a true loser. But then, like, when you started seeing her shit, you're like, you're a really horrible person, <laughs> you know? Um, and so that's like, it's just one of those things with me and her. And just like, um, oh, I forgot what I was about to say with the, when, when, she's, when she's trying to prove it's him. I mean, you know, that's, that, like I said, mm-hmm. that is supposedly where our attention comes from. It's, oh, I know what it was. It's the episode, um, was it like episode eight, I think by this point, could be nine, but it's when she has to tell the truth for 24 hours. Oh, it's part nine. of the story. Nine. Okay. So it is, this, so it's the next to the last. Okay. So Robert. The, the 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 black guy or it looks like a black guy, uh, the dark skin guy. That fuck daddy. Was, yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. The fuck. Um, she has to tell the truth for twenty five, and she's even saying she is. She's not telling us that she's lied at any point. He says after she after she says, "Look, look, I like you, but I, you know, I like fooling around with you, but you know, I, I don't see anything happening for us." And he's hurt, and he goes, "But you you wanted to be with Javi," and she, not even a second, she goes, "No." And then what did she do later in that episode? I love you. Yeah, but you know what? There, there's like, something you... No, time out. There, there, I disagree. There's a nuance when she said no. She's saying no. That was her, her gut reaction. She knows that she lies, but she does it. And the whole object was 24 hours not to lie. In that moment when she said no, like that's normally what she would do to cover her shit. That's why she paused so long. Because she's like, wow. No, she didn't pause. When he no, said... she, she, she says no, and then she pauses. She pauses for about, about a good four seconds because she thinks about what she said. And then they cut away to the scene. And then, you know, then they continue the conversation. Because it shows that she was thinking like, oh, shit, maybe I do really like this guy. She, her right. mouth ran before her, her brain really Right, but the thing is, though, like, what we've seen with that episode was every time she started to lie, she, we would watch her go through the process of telling the truth. There, they didn't give us that. So we got her answer quite quickly. And then also, which was also weird, like, for the guy, too, for her to be like, no, and then he's watching her make out with him. It's like, um. <laughs> kind of felt bad. Kind of felt bad for Robert. Again, a bit. A again bit. you're a horrible person. <laughs> you know, you just told the guy that I don't want to be with you and I really don't want to be with Javi that I'm sucking face with. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm like, yeah, you're just not a good person. <laughs> you know, Ralphie, goes, did you want to add? It just goes to show you that women don't know what they want. <laughs> mm. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. I apologize to all the female listeners are out there. And we will provide uh, Ralph the Tech's phone and address so you can beat the shit out of him later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I welcome all challengers. Now, now it's funny because those are your two protagonists. Now you have the rest of the cast. Um, out of, out of the, the, the other smaller players, which one was the most interesting? Was it Jose Ramon? Was it, Ro- was it Robert? Was it Julia? Was it Alicia? Who never got eaten out before, but that's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Who's the she's, most interesting? She's hooked now. Um, I personally, I like um, Julia and I like Camelo. They both crack me up. Camelo's the drug dealer neighbor. Yeah. Oh, he was annoying, that. but he's funny. Oh, he's just funny as hell. I mean, you know. But um, but no, I like Julia. She's actually actually has had the most growth. You know, because she was very much like you. You kind of thought that she was going to be like the ditzy. Everything's about me. I don't give a fuck about I it. Thought like, that too, you yeah. thought that she was going to be basically Lola. <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, no, I mean, you, you actually watch her grow up. You watch her like, you know, like a guy that probably doesn't look like the kind of guy that she would normally go for and like kind of take it and even take it in stride when he dumps her pre, yeah. pre dumps her, <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, wow. And like, she just took it. I was like, I like her character a lot, <laughs> you know? Um, but yes, yeah, so I think she's my favorite um, character all in all. Okay, Ralphie. Um, I think yeah, if I had to pick, I'd say Julia is one of the ones who I really enjoyed because she seems one of the more actual, like, compassionate human beings out of the bunch. You know, even though she she's pretty laid back, but she worries about Jose Ramon. You know, like. She's like, dude, you, you're you're studying too much. You're gonna burn out. You know, you gotta take a rest. And he even helps him with his love life. You know, 
and she mm-hmm. looks out for Lola, and she even helps Javi. You know, That's she even helps Javi. So and, like, and she, also with the 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 karma police, you can see that she cares about people. She may be wrong, yeah, about everything she's picked, or at least the the way she decided to go about it. But the, the point is, her heart's in the right place. Yeah, you know. Okay. Um, what do we think of Jose Ramon? Because I thought one of you guys would have said Jose Ramon was somebody that you. You know, I mean, I feel for him because <laughs> I've, I've had I've had fucked up friends in my life where it's like you're ruining like when you finally realize you're ruining my life, <laughs> you know, like and it's not because they've, they've harmed you in any physical way or stolen. But it's just that the time they've taken from you or the or the way they've twisted the friendship. It's like, whoa, I need an actual real person in my life, not the the mimic of a person in my life um, kind of a thing. So I feel for him, and I do like the character. Um, I mean, and I, I get tired of the, you know, like he, he his character is to be the uh, the butt of Javier's uh, nonsense, Jokes. basically. Well, right. not just just his nonsense. I mean, so like, right. like he's that guy that like, you know, especially considering he was going to be a judge. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, he's like, I was like, very surprised like, by that. You yeah. don't speak up a lot, like, or like, or you don't just like. Eventually, at some point, he just needs to turn and go like. Tavi, like, shut up. Let me make my point. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, yeah, you're not a really good judge material at that point. <laughs> you know, if, if you can't tell someone what you're thinking, you know. I'm, I'm pretty sure betas don't make good judges. Say what? You call him a beta? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'll say this, though. That's what he is. It's pretty much yeah, what he is. Like, think about it. Yeah. No, no, it's very true. I mean, well, the fact that he sat in a relationship that, like, as we found out, like, both of them were like, yeah, I don't really like you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, but, but, and it's not like, oh, we've been together for nine months. They've been together for nine years. Yeah. They're engaged. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, nine years. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they had been sex in nine years. And I'm not saying that sex is the end all, but I'm like, but evidently you both wanted it and you haven't talked. I'm like, ooh, this is not good. <laughs> Yeah, you know, she should have. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a there's a lot with that. Um, I I kind of felt for Jose Ramon. Um, I I'm glad that toward the end he grew a set mm-hmm. and grew and grew a little bit more of a set because it was kind of like I think the big one of the turning points was when I mean obviously when when he had to tell Javi Yo, you know, like, I can't freaking talk to you anymore. Um, but when they were trying to um, find an owner for the dog, right. And there was a red flag that came up with one of the candidates. And I think Julia told him, was it Julia? Or was it, no, it was, it was Alicia. Alicia or Julia. Alicia. Alicia was like, you weren't going to say nothing? They, 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 they brought that up and you weren't going to say nothing? And it, that's actually one of those moments where it's like, you know, sometimes you got to realize, you know, where, where your weaknesses are. And I think that's one of the places where he did. So I'm glad at the end he grew a set. I don't like where he went toward the end. I was about end. to say, I mean, he, he started to grow a set, but yeah, it's because what I didn't like, and as I, you know, I was saying like in the synopsis is that it's, it's, he's dealing with a person that doesn't have very much morals at all and always looks for the easiest way out of every situation and life. And it's like, it's, it's great to say like, hey, I was too tense and I need to relax a little versus like don't follow this guy man he's he's not good news and it's like you know maybe rethink your career but don't ditch your career <laughs> you know i was i was surprised when he, when he said that he was not going to take the test i was like you're not but but then the, but then what he did was it was such a, a javier thing that that's what made me mad was the next thing he did right after that which was what it was lie to alicia like flat out lie to her mm-hmm. <laughs> not even like hey, I got sick, or hey, they canceled the test. Something that at least says I didn't do the test. No, I did the test. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is Javi. This is the one person you do not want to mimic, <laughs> you know? I expected him to say, oh, yeah, I fucking ace that shit. Yeah, that <laughs> I made point, that test you know? my bitch. <laughs> I made that test my bitch. That shit I said before. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you guys this. How do we feel about the idea that there was no real big bad of this series? Usually in a superhero series, they always try to shoehorn in. Not shoehorn in, but usually people think you have a good guy, you have a bad guy. They had a kind of a bad guy, but he really wasn't a big bad. Well, when you really think about it, the protagonist is kind of like the big bad. I was about to say, Javi is his own enemy at this point, anyhow, in the series. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Well, what was interesting about this is that Except for um, saving the sign from falling onto 
possibly falling on the people. I mean, everyone saw it there. It would have just really fallen on, I guess, to the, the highway or whatever. But besides saving the sign, he didn't really do anything. Like, no. like, like, like it was like at least in the Greatest American Hero, he did stuff, and you know, da, 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 and that you know, we followed his superhero adventure and his life adventure. This one is the wink and the nod of like, hey, I have a super. It's going to be my superhero adventures that I'm almost never going to have, and it's all about my life. Like, like I mean, some episodes they like literally just felt like they went. Uh, he kind of needs to change in the Titan just to keep the show even, yeah. even though there's no purpose for him to change in the Titan. And I mean, it's not that I needed, um, you know, I don't need Superman saving the plane. Um, and not that I needed constant superhero action, but it's just like, you, you realize it's, it's that kind of tale. It's not about being a superhero. It's, it's about- It's about people relations. Yeah. Right, and duplicity and whatever else. Um, but oddly enough, I have read that for season two, it sounds like somebody comes to town looking for the, the Guardian. So oh, wow. I, I'm assuming there is going to be a little bit more um, superhero reaction possibly or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was interesting that I thought at some point it was at least even toward the, the end of the season, maybe be a cliffhanger, like, holy shit, like something really happens and I actually have to step up, <laughs> you know? So it was odd that there was no, like, he never had a superhero step up moment, which I thought was <clears> weird <throat> in a show that has a superhero in it. Right. How about you, Ralph? How did you feel about the idea that there was, wasn't really a big bad, even though you guys have made the argument that you could say Javi was the, the big bad, but to have no, you know, nobody to hate the fight against. How did you feel about that? Um, honestly, I, I, when I watched it, I was expecting, you know, something to come from space, you know, like, cause, cause the guy came mm -hmm. from space Right, something obviously attacked something him. beat the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> so I I figured something was gonna come and he was gonna have to like, uh, this bumbling idiot guy is gonna have to step up and and save the world. Um, but I was actually kind of, I want to say like satisfied with, with what they gave me. You know, like having having a big bad, like evil person from space coming now at this point would have been such a different story and, and you would yes. have to have like really good writing with the way because if you have it like with what they told us now and then also have that on top of it it, it would have just been so weird so yes, them giving us this now i feel is really good and if in the second season they then have the person coming in it can be very interesting especially if like they have like the guy like just also integrate himself into javier's life that would be hilarious I'll say this. Um, you guys definitely hit on the head. I mean, the fact that there is no um, big bad, you know, it, it throws you off a little bit. But I, I did enjoy the fact that it was more like a day in the life of a superhero. And yes, I wish they would have shown more superhero stuff or more abilities or him using some of his abilities. But it's kind of like, okay, well, in all what happened? Any, like the only time he, the only time he, the only two times he actually truly needed to do anything was a to save jose because he jumped off the roof yeah, um, right. <laughs> and the other was like i said the sign which he really just kind of did again because he wanted attention um but after that we've never heard that he keeps lying about saving things especially when he's well, talking he's, about well, Lola, he but he, he's, he's, he's he never pulled, you know well he also pulled um jose ramon out of the bathroom <laughs> yeah. well well that, that, that well that's why i said like the only two things he really because he could have just they have to have like a sanitation department. They're the people that build it. All he had to do was say, hey, at the so-and-so bus stop, my friend's locked in. His cell phone's dead. They just would have shown up and unlocked the door. <laughs> you know? I mean, in all honesty, he didn't. I mean, it was nice that he did, but he didn't but not, to do it. <laughs> yeah, know? I guess. I mean, but I, I, I like that. It, it reminds me when they talk about The Walking Dead, where the, it's not all about zombies. The zombies are the backdrop. Right. I kind of feel like that's what, what this was. Not that the superhero was a backdrop, but it was kind of the underscore. Everything else was about how people related to each other, like you said, Mike, about duplicity. And, you know, and, and, I, and I enjoyed that. I, I really I, I enjoyed that. Um, do we, do we, th what do we think about, um, real quick, the, the person that I thought that was going to be the big bad was the owner of all the, um, uh, or the guy who's doing the advertisements for the um, casino, uh, oh. the, the the gambling places. Right. I thought they were going to try to turn that and make that bigger than what it was. What did you guys oh. think of him? And did you 
Did you see that also, or did you know, okay, he was throw away? I didn't really give uh, the guy a second thought. Yeah, I was about to say, I just thought it was just the episode of the, the day. Like, you know, I just thought it was just what they were going to do with it, which is for the karma police, like, you know, once Julia set her mind on it, blah, 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 that's, that's all I thought. All right. All right. There's one more question I had. Hold on. I was like, oh. Um, Poor Marcelo, though, trying to help the guy. The what? Yeah, I'm sorry, Ralph. Go ahead. We haven't even talked about the suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, absolutely. What did you guys think about the suit and the power and the fact that you can throw your hand over this medallion and and this suit comes over you? You mean anybody can throw their hand over that medallion? <laughs> yeah. That's that, a flaw. <laughs> when, um, when, uh, what's this, uh, Roberto Rubio? Which one? The drug dealer. Oh, uh, Carmelo. Carmelo, Carmelo. When, Carmelo. when he had the suit, that mm-hmm. she was hilarious because he's high as fuck. <laughs> And he doesn't even realize that this is coming on. And it, that was funny. <laughs> like, that shit was hilarious. Yeah, like, the fact that, like, I'm like, so you're telling me, it's like, you would think this thing would either be keyed to the owner, the quote-unquote owner of the medallion, or at least right? whoever possesses the energies from the pill, so it would have some kind of connection. But I'm like, are you telling me anyone that waves their hand in front of that medallion turns it on and off? I'm like, that's like Microsoft. I'm like, we're going to have an update for that coming out in about six more months. Hang on, folks. <laughs> you know. God, God forbid this guy's religious and he's doing a cross. He's in church. Wow. Oh, my bad. Whoops. What happens if he just gets punched in the chest? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's Titan. You know, um, but I mean, was it over the top ugly? For me, Yes. <laughs> It was very much a foreign design of a, a scene, which actually funny. I, I looked. At you did say that. You said that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really it it has this like ah this was made in Spain. Um, <laughs> it was just very gaudy, but it, honestly enough, it actually looks better in the uh, the comics. If you, if you look at the drawing of it, mm-hmm. uh, like if you look at any pages of uh, El Casino, it actually mm-hmm. looks better. It, it looks much more pajama like in its own way, but it 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 doesn't have that weird uh, you know underwear on the outside or anything like that. Or butt flap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do we feel that, that everything was resolved by the end of the series? Well, what do you mean by everything? Well, I'm not everything, but um, how they resolved where they're going to next. So now you have Lola, you know, really busting bu- busting Javi's horns and really trying to catch him and then finally gets him to admit that he is Titan. And then well, now you have... Well, she didn't really need him to, to admit it by that point. She'd already found the projection hologram. Mm-hmm. She already found the pills. And after, the, after they listen and watch, oh, and after they watch him save Jose for the second time in a bathroom, not even falling off a building, he's like, Lola, I have something to tell you. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> which I think they thought was funnier than it was, but it just came out like, <laughs> bad. <laughs> she, she was rightfully bad. But that's the thing too, like that whole like, I'm mad at you for lying about being a superhero trope that's gone on for ages. I'm like, I don't see how that works. <laughs> I mean, and, well, in his case, I'd be madder because he hasn't, as a superhero, has done nothing. But like, if he was actually actively saving people's lives and stopping crime, in mm-hmm. all honesty, you're like, well, yeah, I can see why you wouldn't have gone around telling everybody you were Titan because loose lips, first of all. And then also, like, if it, and then if that comes back, now I'm in danger, <laughs> you know? She, yeah. She 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 pulled a, a Lena Luther. How dare you deceive me and not tell me that you're Supergirl? Yeah. Why didn't you put me in danger? That 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 as much as I love the show, that was a weak weak story plot that they tried to put in there. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I was I, I was fine. I mean, it was it was way more drawn out than it should have been. I felt, and just like the the actual end of her finally taking the pill and realizing that she could fly, you're like. I'm like, like I said, I don't know if it was a surprise to anyone else, but the fact that, that he cast that ray and they were both, it it clearly shows they're both enveloped in that ray. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I've just been waiting since episode one for her to take that pill. <laughs> you know. All right. So are there anything else we want to add before we go into renaming the series and ratings? Well, I think we're good. Mm, no. Ralphie, you think we're good? All right. I already know where this is going to go. Let's rename the series. I'll go first because Ralph always wants me to go first. 
Well, ladies first, <laughs> obviously. Wow. Wow. I guess I'm the bearded lady then. <laughs> Renaming the series. Don't insult I the bet- bearded lady. She is Josh. much more attractive than you are. Oh, man. <laughs> That's because my chest sags. Um, <laughs> renaming the series. I bendito. Soy un super. <laughs> Ralph. Uh, I'm going to go with little, very, very, very little effort. Uh, the go Great ahead. Spanish Hero. The Great. Oh, good. Uh, the great there hero. You go. Oh, God. <laughs> Mike. I call it Jerry. It's me, Super Kramer. Super Kramer? <laughs> That's what he was. He was the crazy next door neighbor. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So I guess we can go into ratings. Ratings for um Elvis. I keep wanting to say La Vicina. <laughs> um ratings for Elvisino, the neighbor. Ralph. I give the neighbor eight. Um uh Lola's bursting into the bathrooms and finding a big ass turd in the toilet. Out of ten. There you go. Well, I'm gonna give. (laughs) I'm gonna give it eight and a half. Crushed dogs under rubble. Out of ten. Poor dog, Mike. I give it a seven and a half. Let me pull my phone from my crotch. Out of ten. Oh my god! Forgot about that part. (laughs) I actually rewound when he did because that just cracked me because it was like so ungraceful. It wasn't even like he reached in from the top. He went up the side leg, and she's just looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you got an itch or something? And then when he pulled out the phone slowly, you're like, you couldn't just reach down and get that phone, <laughs> you know? Oh, man. All right. <laughs> so there you have it. El Vicino, the neighbor. Interesting what you find out who's next door to you and what they are capable of. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go is next. <laughs> Geeks on the go. Now in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> now in Spanish. I, I would fail. I would fail. That would just be horrible. <laughs> I know five words in Spanish, but they're not all like things I can say. So, pendejo. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> you can only say the Taco Bell. <laughs> Damn. Yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> all right, everybody. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute now more than we should. I'm very happy. It's the end of the year. The numbers are going up. It's the only numbers that should be going up. I don't mean to keep talking about COVID. It just drives me nuts. But are we ready? Yes. Maybe. I thought Ralph was going to go, see. <laughs> That's too predictable. <laughs> ready, set, Go. Who was the best superhero sidekick in the past 10 years? Hit Girl from Kick-Ass, Damian Wayne's Robin, or Ned in the new Spider-Man movies? Mike. Ned. He's the only name I can say without vomiting a little in my mouth. (laughs) Okay. Ralph. I mean, the best sidekick ever was obviously Dick Grayson Robin. I mean, come on. But from this choice. 10 years skipping. Is Ned. I have to go with Ned. Thank you. Which color is the worst for a superhero to use in their uniform? Ralph. Uh, anything neon. Green, pink, yellow, orange. Okay. I hear that. Mike. 20% gray. You look like a dusty white slipcover. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel announced that the Fantastic Four movie is on its way. Name the, your best candidates to play Doctor Doom. Ralph. Um, it's a toss-up between Timothy Oliphant, John Hamm, Anthony Starr or Joseph Gap? And Mike? Black Doom. <laughs> we just got it in. No, Black it, Doom. it didn't count. It was right no. at the bell. Doesn't it's count. A- judges, can I get it? Yeah, you, uh-huh. you, not, you know it's near the judges. Because the, the judges would tell you, stop saying fucking bad dad jokes. The judges the agree. Exist. It does not count. <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. That, that counts. I'm counting that that works. But hold on. Let's go back to yours for a second, Ralph. Say yours. You said Timothy Oliphant. Timothy oh, I love Timothy. I, Timothy I can't imagine Oliphant. being Doctor Doom. Well, if if it's like an older, more grizzled Doctor Doom, I could see yeah. him doing it. You know. Yeah, but it's still. Kind of, I feel like he's more jokey, jokey than anything. No, when he's he serious. Oh, well, I've seen him serious, but I don't see him as Doctor Doom. Seriously. When he's serious, yeah. he he can play it. So uh, okay, who else? John Hamm. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. A- Anthony Starr. He's the guy who plays. Um, uh, Homelander. Home from uh, from the boys. 
Okay, okay. yeah. All right, I give that a little bit more. Or uh, Joseph Gat. Who's that? He is an actor most famously known for... Uh, let's see. He was in Thor. And also seemed like more... I mean, oh, I'm looking at I'm Star looking at him Trek. now, but I don't I don't really recognize him. I, I know I've seen his face, but I don't know his acting ability enough for me to to give that a yay or an a. He was he's really just good a, he's a he's a really big muscle guy, but I don't yeah. know. He was in he was in Banshee, and he played a, a silent so with character Anthony, with Anthony Starr. Then yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. He played a silent right. character called the Albino, but this dude, he, like he he kicked ass. And yeah. Mike, your one choice for 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 a Doom, Black Doom. He hasn't even been on the show in years. I'm That's true. I, I don't know. Maybe he's working on his acting career. Who knows? That dude's ready <laughs> for a comeback. Well, he's good for COVID because he already got a mask. So there you exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's ready to go. Um, otherwise, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I don't. I, I rarely have like someone like in mind because. I don't care about the look. I mean, you know, I, obviously I want you to kind of make me think of the character, but that's not my big thing. When people are like, they look just like him. I'm like, yeah, but are they a good actor? Um, right. I'm just trying to, I don't have anybody particularly in mind. Uh, you know, though, like who would be a very different choice? And I'm not, believe me, I, this is not me putting my vote out there, but just, just when I was just thinking about actors, famous actors, um, could you imagine how interesting it would be to have Denzel Washington as Black Doom? I mean, as, uh, as Dr. Doom. Wow. I think that would be interesting. I mean, we've seen him like kind of get like, you know, like, like, like in um, training day when he goes off on his superiority rant. Even, even Fallen. Yeah. Or Fallen, you know, stuff like that. But I'm like, he'd be interesting. Again, I'm not like, you know, trying to start a a campaign for him, but I just think that would be a very interesting choice. I like that. I really like that choice though. I can't lie. We should make a campaign for that. Okay. You heard it here, folks. Mike, the finance guy, endorses Denzel Washington to play Doctor Doom in the next Fantastic Four movie. And, chast- and chastises his son for making Tenet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, though. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I think Denzel's um, son is in this movie. As I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he resembles his father a lot. And then he started talking. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's like listening to young Denzel Washington because he doesn't. He still has that, like, you know, he doesn't have enough. Like cigarettes and anger in his voice yet, you know. I'm cigarettes like, and <laughs> anger, but it sounds. But otherwise, it sounds just. Missing. And then, like, and it's really weird. In the movie, he does something. Like he just he kind of like bites at his lower lip, but it's like that. Mm-hmm. It's not a bite, but it's like that thing that Denzel Washington does with his lower lip. And I'm like, holy shit, you are your father's son. <laughs> I, I can imagine he he goes to his dad. He's like, Dad, how can I be more like you? And he pulls out a pack of cigarettes and just slaps him. Are you angry? <laughs> Smoke that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go for shout-outs. Any shout-outs, gentlemen? i like to shout-out uh, to all the people that have gotten their PS5, like Ralph the Tech. Oh, is that a sore nerve? Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I tried. I tried again this week. I tried again this week. Ralph can't say I didn't try. <laughs> yeah, I know. A friend of mine at work is like, I'm giving up. I'm not even fucking doing it until January. I'm like, I don't know why you're being this persistent at this point. I know. Um, I, I've already given up, and I'm I'm like June. That's what I'm going to yeah, look for. Seriously, June. No, but uh, but I honestly would like to shout out. Um, I, our recordings definitely hit you a lot later than when we record them, but this is on Monday. The uh, 14th, 14th the 14th December, and I would just like to shout out to the electoral, um, to I'm sorry, to the electorate for giving all 306 votes to our next president. So, thank you, and I'd like to shout out to everybody for there not being any violence involved in this process. Absolutely, they were kind of expecting it to go a little crazy the way it's been going up to this, but this actually went pretty peacefully. Well, yeah, I, um, I, I put a stop to it. I went up to oh, every, I went to up to every single one of them and I said, No. No. <laughs> and they all looked at me and said, Fine. Did you, to, did you have to rub anybody's face in it? Uh just wow. a little bit. One or two. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ralph, what do I shout out to you, bro? I would like to shout out to all you fine people listening to us. We appreciate you. We thank you. Spread the word. Spread the gospel that is Meanwhile, 22 pages later. Right. All right. Um, shout outs, usual, same usual people. Tinkerbell. She's, she, by the time she hears this, she's going to, it, it'll be March. But she'll <laughs> listen to it because she's behind. Because she keeps saying, you know, guys, 
I don't, you know, you guys review things and I haven't even watched it yet. So shout out to Tinkerbell. Hope everything's good by you. Shout out to Johannes, of course. Every time we put out a new one, he's like, welcome back, guys. I'm like, all right, Johannes. <laughs> and, uh, and a big happy birthday to Tiffany. Um, 37 years old. Yes, I said your age. I'm in wow. trouble. Both both guys turned around when I said it, which means I'm in trouble. It's because we know better. Is, I could hear out of my window a collective gasp from every woman across this country right now. They all simultaneously received a picture of you, and they will be slapping the hell out of you tomorrow. Well, it's better. It's better than this. It's better than seventy third. <laughs> better than well, all jokes aside, Tiff, happy birthday! Have an awesome birthday, and and shout out to to the California crew if you're listening. One of them should be listening. That's what I believe. Happy birthday, um, Tiff! That's right. Um, anything else before we close out the show? Mm, nope. Wow, nope. that was that was very anticlimactic. So, so for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, we're off to tech. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky. See you next time in my Shatner voice. Captain Clark.